0: Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode, and every future episode, is dedicated to the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time.
1: Today we're going to talk about the comedy Scary Movie, which turned 20 years old this year on July 4th. Holy fuck do I feel old.
0: Well, Jesus Christ, don't fucking remind me.
1: (laughs) And we have special guest Dave Sheridan here with us today. Most of you know him as Special Officer Doofy in Scary Movie. He's been in some other genre favorites, too, like The Devil's Rejects, and more recently, Victor Crowley, the fourth film in the Hatchet series. Dave is going to spill his guts to us in an exclusive interview. All that and more today on High on on Horror. Horror. Interview reviews and the latest news rolled into one.
0: And now it's time to get into our new segment, Screaming Room. Welcome to a new segment on our show, Screaming Room. This segment is not going to be on every episode, but whenever Drew and I get sent a screener, we'll share it with you. Our pals over at Shudder sent us the first four episodes of Slasher, Flesh and Blood, starring David Cronenberg. This week, we'll discuss as much as we legally can about the first two episodes. And Drew and I actually just finished the first two episodes. Outside of a few comments, we haven't really discussed the episode in depth. Uh, so, Drew, what were your initial thoughts on it?
1: Uh, well, yeah, this is the fourth season of this Canadian anthology show, and I've followed it uh, the first two seasons. The third season, I kind of just, you know, I think, you know, I just kind of fell out of it. But uh, seeing as how it's an anthology show, it's not really important if you miss seasons or whatnot. Though I would recommend that you do catch this season because David fucking Cronenberg is in it. Uh, The first episode starts immediately. It's fast-paced. David Cronenberg is tearing the screen up, in my opinion. You know, uh, his character as the head of the Galloway family, Spencer, reminds me of Vince McMahon behind the scenes. (laughs) He's just like this harsh businessman. Tell me you can't see that.
0: No chance. (laughs) (laughs) You're fired! Yeah, I can definitely see it. And uh, like I told you, I thought Cronenberg sounded uh, like Jigsaw, but not in a bad way. He had that like Tobin Bell delivery, but... It definitely felt very jigsawish but I not in a bad way.
1: Yeah, I agree. And you no, know, that's kind of like exactly what he did with Decker where his voice does sound like a different like a, a different range, but as Decker, you know, in Nightbreed he changed his voice too where it was like he was just more monotone and just kind of kind of talked like this. He didn't really show any emotion, you know. So, he's known for like getting into character, so I was actually, you know, impressed by the voice change. Um But, uh, yeah, he plays, you know, a harsh businessman. Like, you know, like I said, he reminds me of Vince McMahon. Uh, So harsh that after dropping some huge news on his family, he tells them that they have to compete for his fortune in a series of rough and violent games. Uh, He is a real asshole. (laughs) Uh
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and uh, to label this family as dysfunctional is probably the best compliment you can give them. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you mentioned the family games. I was going to say uh, the one thing about those games, without giving anything away, we're talking horrors, so like this isn't backyard badminton at the family barbecue. Like. <laughs> not at all, not at all. And uh, yeah, you were mentioning about it being a Canadian series. I want to bring up something. Canadians get stereotyped as being nice and accommodating people, but my God, do they put out some violent horror.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the ginger snaps movies are also Canadian. I love those fucking movies, dude.
0: Black Christmas. That's another one. I mean, like they don't play around. Uh, and the kills I thought were well done. Uh, the effects team well done by them. Uh, also I really liked, uh, the plague mask I thought that looked really good
1: yeah like this like the the 17th century doctors would wear like the, those plague masks that looked the killer's wearing that mask and it's like white it looks really cool it looks like it's made out of like porcelain or something so I dig that I do want to mention though that one thing Shudder the uh, slasher series as a whole has never strayed away from and that is sex Showing sex, graphic sex, a lot of sex. Ten minutes into this episode, cheeks are clapping. Let's just get it out there and say it.
0: They do be getting clapped. <laughs> 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 I, I said outside of a few comments, Drew and I discussed, that was one of the first... That's one of the only ones we discussed, is I was told not even ten minutes in, they, they, they clapping cheeks. <laughs>
1: and uh, I gotta say... um. I really liked how somebody got, as I'll put it, hell razored. I'll leave it vague. Uh, but once you see, you know, the first episode, you'll know what I mean. Uh, the kills and the gore were fucking nasty, man. I dig the violence.
0: Yeah. And uh, thank you again for, to shutter for sharing this sneak peek with us. And next week we'll continue this and we'll review episode three. Um I will actually say I was surprised. I thought it was going to be a shorter series, but they're 45-minute episodes and I really dig it. I thought they were going to be like 22-minute ones, but I really like the length of the episodes as well.
1: Yeah, it's like a, it's like a little mini slasher movie every episode kind of.
0: Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Uh but it does have a connected story unlike some of the slasher series out there. Definitely, yeah yep uh slasher flesh and blood it drops this thursday august 12th exclusively on shutter in the u.s australia new zealand uh the uk and ireland and uh make sure to tune in and check it out
1: Now it's time for Strain Wreck, the segment of our show where John and I discuss the strain that we're getting wrecked on in this episode. Today, we're smoking a strain called Brutality. It's a new strain. It's a hybrid strain. It's a cross between reptile gushers and scorpion gushers. It is a hybrid of a hybrid of a hybrid. Uh, it is mainly a diesel strain. It smells like pure gas. John, check it out.
0: Yeah, I'm. I like the... It has a little bit of orange in it, I guess... I guess that's supposed to be the Scorpion's cross with it. It kind of has like a fruity smell to it. And uh, so, I mean, who you picking, Scorpion or Reptile?
1: I'm going to go Scorpion all day, every day.
0: See, I feel like I feel like Scorpion's the easy choice. I mean, he's got to get over here, but Reptile has acid spit. I mean, that's got to be something.
1: I mean, Reptile's the underdog. You could bet on him and it's, it's a possibility, you know, but I mean, I, the, the safe money says Scorpion.
0: I mean, I also feel like the new movie, uh, as much as we both liked it, it's just kind of, Reptile was just a throwaway character.
1: Yeah, Reptile was just, he was cool to see. They did a really good job with the way he looked, but yeah, he was disposed of rather quickly. I was a little disappointed in that.
0: Well, it looked like he about
1: to get smoked again. (laughs) I'm going to spark us up, dude. What do you got going on this week in Horror History?
0: This week in Horror History. This week in Horror History, we have John Carpenter's body bags from August eighth, nineteen
1: ninety three. I love Body Bags, man. Body Bags is one of uh, one of those movies, you know, that I still hear people go back and forth about. It's not like the thing where uh, everybody hated it when it first came out and then grew to realize what a genius piece of cinema it is. With Body Bags, you get mixed opinions on it still to this day. uh I always liked it though, you know. It was a classic growing up. Hold on, take that. Yeah. I watched it a bunch growing up. Uh, sure, it's a bit dated, um, especially uh, "Hair" um, with Stacy Keach, um, but it's still fun. The gas station is definitely the best segment of the whole anthology. Uh, David Naughton, Wes Craven, and Sam Raimi uh, all make cameos in it. "I" is pretty twisted too. Uh, stars Mark Hamill. Uh, I'd give this one give this one a solid seven out of ten on a critical level. On an enjoyment level, I'd probably give it about an eight.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with you that uh, "Hair." is uh the weakest of the three um gas station would definitely be be the best but i feel like eyes definitely really close to mark hamill one but i mean it has mark hamill in it so that's always going to be a solid one uh the gas station one uh the gas station's actually set at a filling station uh near haddonfield a reference to halloween and uh originally uh showtime was planning to have this as a television series similar to tales from the crypt and I mean, you could tell it's very similar to Tales from the Crypt. Uh, but after filming began, they decided not to pursue it as a series and just uh, make it an anthology, and they just put all three stories in there.
1: What a shame. Yeah, um, that, that's a total shame. Um yeah, you know, one of the things, though, I have to say my favorite part of the movie, it just goes to show you, like, John Carpenter's wit and sense of humor when he's not taking things too seriously. The part where he's in the morgue, and he's, like, checking out all the dead bodies, and he goes to pull out the one body, and it's, like, this, like, uh, this very busty blonde woman. And he goes to, pull like, slide the tray out, and she, like, gets stuck because her boobs are so big that, like, you can't, like, squ- like pull her out of the... Uh out of the little like cube you know that she's in and that that shit just cracks me up because it's like you know just like it, it's so it's so it's just not something you'd expect to see carpenter do and to see him do it it's just really fucking hilarious
0: yeah and i mean uh we also have a lot of um horror icons in it uh, we have tobe hooper uh robert caran wes craven uh who else am i missing roger corman and i think that should i think that about covers everybody but yeah, it's real interesting to see uh, Roger Corman just in the Eye episode playing Doctor.
1: Well, so here's a question for you. So there, this is John Carpenter's anthology film. John Carpenter doesn't really do anthology films, but he did this one. So we saw um, how John Carpenter uh, blends with Stephen King when we got Christine. And we see how George Romero blends with Stephen King when we get Creepshow. So do you think that an anthology film... By John Carpenter, written by Stephen King, would be amazing. Or do you feel that you know John Carpenter is just not an anthology type of person?
0: Um, I mean, I feel like this proves that he can do anthology. I mean, it's not the best one I've seen, but it's not terrible by any means. Uh, I feel I don't I don't know I don't think it could be, it could reach the level of their uh partnership, if you will, uh, for Christine. But, I mean, it's John Carpenter, so, I mean, if he puts it out, I'm going to watch it. <laughs>
1: exactly. No, I think that uh, with, with Body Bags being a little bit more, you know, lighthearted and, like, witty, I think that if he took it more seriously, like uh, some of his other films did a serious anthology with some shit written by Stephen King, I think that would have been amazing. George, George I, don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I love George Romero. But, look, if George Romero could do it, John Carpenter could fucking do it. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Do, do, do you think we'll ever see anything directed by john carpenter again
1: i mean i keep seeing things like you know that that he's uh not saying that he'll never direct anything he's keeping the door open but like directing movies nowadays is a lot harder than it was back then and i definitely understand that it definitely is everything like the market's different everything's different um i I would love to see him direct a movie again honestly you know he's my favorite director of all time his last few movies though um you know they they definitely showed that uh He was slipping a little bit, with all due respect, so uh, I would love nothing more than to see him come back and just fucking nail it with some sort of awesome, you know, horror movie or sci-fi movie or something. If he has one or two more left in him, goddammit, I would love to see it, but if not, I'd rather him stay retired or stay, you know, gone than to come back and make some more bad movies, like just walk away a champion, dude, you know?
0: But I feel like he could partner with somebody like, like like Blumhouse and he could have I feel like they would definitely give him the creative freedom to make a movie that that he would want to make with little interference but I just uh I don't know if he necessarily would want to anymore
1: Yeah, that's how I feel too. I feel like especially with his involvement in the new Halloween films, he might be getting his uh I feel like there might have been a part of him that was itching to maybe do horror, but now that he's involved in these new Halloween films, I feel that that might be, you know, filling his cup, so to speak. You know, like, I feel that if he were to direct, or given the opportunity to, to direct another film, I don't feel like he would do the slasher thing or the horror thing. I feel like he would go sci-fi with it.
0: Yeah, uh, Carpenter, I mean, he's cre- considered a master of horror, but, I mean, he also does sci-fi very well.
1: The thing is sci-fi, the thing is sci-fi horror, and it's fucking amazing.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd I'd have to agree with that. And uh, I guess next we'll get on to Puff Puff Ask where uh, we get questions here from our listeners via social media and email.
1: Yo man, Puff Puff Ask! Alright, I'll start here. Uh, Kathy from Madison, Wisconsin emailed us and asked us a fucking tough one. She said, uh, "She asked, Drew and John, if you could recast anyone in a horror film, who would it be and why? <laughs> oh my god, that question is fucking hard. There are so many good movies that have fucking bad acting in them, and there's so many bad movies that have bad acting in them. It's like where the fuck do you start? Uh, these questions questions are really starting to fuck with my head. It's a, uh, it's too much of a fucking process to think about all this shit. Um, off the top of my head, I'm going to pick Kane Hodder to replace Ken Kerzinger in Freddy vs. Jason as Jason. Ken did a great job, and uh, he proved a lot of people wrong uh, with his performance as Jason, and he looked great. But if he still had to wear a fucking Kiss platform boots to play Jason, then they should have let Kane play the part. His size does not matter. Uh, John, what do you think? What's your answer?
0: Um, Child's Play 3. I mean, Justin Whalen did an okay job, but it wasn't Andy. I mean, I feel like they should have stuck with Alex Vincent. I guess, I mean, they wanted to have an older Andy, but Alex Vincent's Andy. Um, now, can we change directors? Because I'm telling you, Halloween, Rob Zombie, get him out of there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is an ongoing thing to all you listeners out there. It is an ongoing thing, uh, John. It always brings up every chance he fucking gets, he's poking at Rob Zombie's Halloween because he fucking hates it, and I'm in love with Phantom of the Paradise, so every time I bring up Phantom of the Paradise, John gives me shit about it. Always fucking making fun of me for fucking bringing it up, so I'm sorry, dude, I gotta call you out. Why do you gotta take a shot every fucking time? That was... John's playthrough through... I mean, look, I didn't like Halloween either. Look, I, I despise Halloween 1 and 2 that Rob Zombie did, but like, <laughs> you fucking take a cheap shot at every fucking chance you get. Why is it so personal to you, bro? <laughs> It ruined
0: my childhood, bro. <laughs>
1: nah, you were like you were like in your twenties when it came out, right? I
0: know, but it's just like I'm like that man, this is worse than the fucking Thorn story. Come on. I'd rather watch the producers cut with as you described them in your blog back in the day, frozen meatballs. I'd rather watch that than anything Rob Zombies made. Oh, the little runes, the
1: little stones that they used in the cult to, like, lock Michael in the circle that looked like the little fucking ro- frozen meatballs?
0: Yeah. And the ending, where Loomis becomes <laughs> the new Michael, I guess, is what, what they were going with. That's still even better than what Rob Zombie did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh <laughs> oh, shit. I <I'm>... mean... <laughs> I can't imagine dr. Loomis uh, being Michael myers man i got I, I think Tyler <laughs> Tyler Maine did a great job as Michael but uh no. the problem is the pro- <laughs> no the problem is that he shouldn't he should have been seven feet tall and the script sucked if the story was better, he would have been an okay Michael. I'm not gonna bash his performance, but not a fan of the Halloween movie, but let's move on because this is not a discussion about... <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to have you steer an entire fucking episode into just talking about your hatred for Rob Zombie's I mean, Halloween. I'm down to
0: make that a whole episode. <laughs> but fine, I'll move on. Uh, Brendan from Sunshine Coast, Australia, wants to know if we've played a lot of horror-related video games. I have played a lot. Uh, it's even something I've thought about maybe for the channel that we could... Uh, put put up some videos of us playing i mean recently the dead dead by daylight series is great they're always adding new stuff from
1: didn't you say michael myers is in that series the dead by daylight like he's in that one
0: yeah he's in it there's a uh, uh,
1: rob zombies michael myers in that <laughs> series
0: <laughs> no because they know what's good that's why they have uh, stuff like scream okay i guess with the caveat that they do have freddy but it is re- remake looking freddy oh, so. it's cat face freddy <laughs> yeah uh I've played I've played that. I like The Friday the 13th series. Well, I guess it's not really a series cuz the NES one was completely different and that was horrible. Uh the uh, there's the Freddy game on NES I played. Uh, I mean, I've even played the old uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween on the Atari 2600 and it's <laughs> the Halloween one you literally are going around the giant house uh, Angry Video Game Nerds covered it, but you just go around the house avoiding Michael and taking kids to corners of the house because Michael won't go in the corner
1: of the house to <laughs> kill the kids. But, so that's how you avoid him. You avoid, you survive Michael by hiding in the corners of the house.
0: Well, you just walk past him, but it's also funny, as, as I've said, you can go check out the video from Angry Video Game Nerd, but uh, when Michael stabs Lori, her head disappears, and it's just like spurting blood in Atari graphics.
1: Goddamn, brutal, gory as shit for Halloween. <laughs> Halloween had no gore in it. Why would the game be like
0: that? And with her skirt, she's actually wider than Michael in the game. Damn. But uh, I've played those. I've played the Resident Evil games. I've I've played a lot of horror horror theme games.
1: Yeah, not me. I'm <laughs> um, I'm I'm not a big gamer. Uh, I'm old school, and I love to read. Uh, that's my thing. When I'm not watching movies. Or sleeping? Or hanging out with my family? I'm reading. Um, My buddy Ryan Jones in New York, though, uh, I gotta tell you, he was thrilled when I told him that video games were a recommended distraction for my anxiety. Uh, He came at me hard with game suggestions and actually bought me Resident Evil 2 uh, which was a great fucking game, and, uh, he also got me to play The Evil Within, and I still haven't played the second one yet, but I did play the first one two times, and I've never played a video game two times before in my life, besides the first Resident Evil game for the original PlayStation, um, uh, growing up, yeah, I played the original, um, Resident Evil and, uh, Castlevania, but, uh, as far as, you know, horror gaming goes, that's about it, um, I usually just enjoy, like, simple games like fighting games like Mortal Kombat and UFC and that type of shit.
0: Castlevania, yeah, I forgot about that one. I love the Castlevania series. Uh the fourth one on the SNES is probably my favorite though.
1: I've only played the first.
0: I mean the second one's second one's uh either you love it or you hate it. Um but I, I think the one on Super Nintendo is best. And also I remember uh being younger and I rent it Uh, From West Coast Video was the video store. It was uh, Gremlins 2 on the NES. And that game pissed me off the whole weekend. I had it. I sucked at it. It was so fucking frustrating.
1: But look, I'm a collector of this type of shit, you know, like, I, I love this type of stuff. Now, you're complaining about the game, but you say Gremlins 2 is a game, and to me, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, whether I could play it or not, I would love to have that somewhere in like my collection. Like, I didn't even know there was a Gremlin, I swear to God, like, I knew about all the other, like, Friday the 13th game and the Halloween game and shit, I did not know that there was a fucking Gremlins 2 game. Like, if I ever saw that, I'd fucking buy it in heartbeat, even if I couldn't play it.
0: I mean, you, you get to go around as gizmo the entire game
1: that's a does he you get to do the rambo shit well I guess probably a little too advanced for that right i
0: mean uh, it's it's been a long time since i played it but if i remember i think there is like a shooting scene and it, it tried to try to do stuff from the movies. okay cool cool yeah all right well
1: if uh you have any questions for us reach out and uh contact us through our instagram and facebook at high on horror 420 and twitter at high underscore horror and email at highonhorror420 at gmail.com. Now it's time to get into today's film-slash-discussion of Scary Movie, which just turned 20 years old this year on July 4th.
0: Scary Movie spoofs 90 slashers at... Spoofs, I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream. Uh, the movie stars Anna Faris in her first leading role. Like I Know What You Did Last Summer, they hit a man on the road. Uh, he does die, but not initially like I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> they, have to, they have to continuously beat him and kick him off of a pier. Uh, and then they're stalked by a killer wearing a ghost face mask from Scream. How many of these actors will survive this Wayne's brother classic you'll have to watch and find out for yourself
1: uh, yeah it's truly hard to believe that it's been 20 years uh, you know you just mentioned uh, in your synopsis how they have to keep beating the guy up you forgot you forgot the part where it's uh hold on let me compose myself um we hit a boot
0: where's, <laughs> where's the foot <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> A scary movie is one of those movies, like Terminator 2, <laughs> like Terminator 2, and uh, other legendary films that you know uh, m- me and other people, you know my age, grew up with. Where it's still referenced referenced in pop culture. Some people don't like the movie, but fuck them because it's stuck. Uh, I can't think of anybody who I've ever talked to in person who's ever disliked the film. It's funny as shit. Uh, not only is it, you know, referenced in pop culture, like legendary movies, but it's also just as quotable. Yo, party at Cindy's house, drunk white women for
0: everybody <laughs> I mean, come on. You got a you got a dollar? Get away from me, you bomb Buffy, can't you see he's hungry? Here you go, sir. Nice sandwich. I said a dollar, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You
1: know, this movie has a perfect cast, too. You know, uh, besides Doofy, uh, I have to confess that my favorite character is the sheriff played by Kurt Fuller. That shit with him asking Sydney to look at the pictures of him in the pink
0: Speedos fucking kills me every fucking time. (laughs) Okay. Side 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 topic here. What's your favorite Kurt Fuller movie? Is it is it scary it's movie? Probably a
1: scary movie. Yeah.
0: Um. Let me tell you, the best one is with Hulk Hogan and Debo from Friday called No Holds Bar. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a dick in that movie. I don't know how many times fucking little five year old me being a Hulk Hogan fan watched <laughs> that movie on VHS so much.
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's funny uh i haven't seen that movie in a long time man. it's been a long time um but yeah about the speedo thing i actually always tell my wife like if i ever get to meet him at a convention i'm gonna get him to sign one of those fucking photos in the pink speedo like that that has to happen i will hang that on my wall proudly i don't care it's fucking hilarious um but yeah as a whole you get uh, a, a scream spoof but it's so much more than that honestly uh it's fucking silly as shit But it is actually really smartly written. And, uh, John, what are some of your favorite parts, dude? Gail Swallows.
0: (laughs) That's what? I was going to say, going back to the quotes. Fucking Ray's comment. No, watching TV doesn't create psycho killers. Canceling TV shows does.
1: (laughs) If that were true, I'd be a fucking killer. Because fucking Hannibal got canceled, man. Fuck that shit.
0: (laughs) All over Hannibal. But, uh... (laughs) I gotta say, this, I mean, this is the pinnacle of the Waynes Brothers. This and uh and Live in Color have to be, like, the two best things they've done.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree, dude. Uh, i'm just i love the wayans brothers like they they can't really go wrong with me i'm sorry like they can't like i told you before i'm not very big on weight chicks, but i mean one of my favorite movies of all time one of my favorite comedies is i'm gonna get you a sucker and i mean it's just like like literally every every way is is like fucking hilarious from their fucking scalp to their toes
0: i know i'm going off on another tangent away from our topic but i'll tell you a really underrated wayans brother movie Blank Man. I fucking love that movie. Totally,
1: totally. I
0: still remember, I don't know what year it was. I remember just like, it was on HBO like all summer. And I remember just having a TV on my porch and just watching that movie so much. But I, I don't even know how old I was, probably like 10 or 11.
1: It's, it's it's crazy though because you brought up a uh, living color and i was my wife had never watched the show sam had never watched the show and i made her watch a couple episodes and i mean she was laughing like the hardest that i've seen her laugh in a long time like she was cracking the fuck up and like literally like 10 minutes into an episode she looks at me and goes yo this shit would not fly nowadays and i'm like there's so much about that show that is not politically correct
0: Let's be honest, there's so much about the 90s that just wouldn't fly today. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. How'd you feel about the other scary movies, like the sequels?
1: I I love Scary Movie 2, obviously, Handyman, uh, you know, Hanson, you know.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> um, was, yeah, that was good.
1: Yeah, he's he's fucking, yeah, him and the whole film of Scary Movie 2 are hilarious. I do feel that the film does is missing Doofy's presence. Everybody else got to retain, you know, uh, their characters, but he didn't come back. Um, but uh, it's actually a toss up for me. Part two is really fucking funny. Like, it's really good. Uh, it's just a, again, so many quotable fucking lines. So many memorable. Hanson fucking the turkey. Come on, what? Like, come <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> um, was it? I think it was part three. I remember. Uh, this would be a common theme of. I guess that's two thousand four. Four two 2005 my senior year of high school common theme of most of the movies i saw that year as i skipped school to watch them <laughs> like, i remember kenny and i like leaving school and going to see scary movie three i mean the quality none of them can match the original but each of them for however good or however bad they are they still have at least something that'll make you laugh watching it
1: yeah, I think that uh, even though, like, you know, the series got away from the Wayans brothers, uh, the humor in them, like, uh, what's the third one with the uh, the dude that's trying to act like it's like they're ripping eight mile? Isn't that the third one? Or is that the fourth one?
0: That was the, one, the third one was with Charlie Sheen. It was kind of making fun of, uh, I think, with Signs.
1: Okay, okay. I think it's the same one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that movie was pretty funny. They, they they tried to... The series tried to keep up with that silly, stupid humor that the Wayans Brothers really do well and it worked to a degree, but I mean, let me put it to you this way. I'm not going to say I don't like them, but I don't own them. I only own one and two on my DVD rack.
0: Uh, yeah, I... uh I've had them all on DVD for a long time, but you know I pretty much only watch shit on voodoo. I'm the opposite of your physical collection. Mine's all digital. Mm-hmm, you a digital guy. But uh, yeah, on digital, the only one I have is, is the first one. I mean, I feel like it's really the only one you need. I mean, I agree. I definitely agree. And now it's time for Burn and Learn, the segment of our show where we hit you with some cool behind-the-scenes facts from our episode's topic. In this case, Scary Movie.
2: Oh.
0: Hmm. Learn, and learn All right,
1: I'll start here. Uh, the original script had a cameo by Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: In Cindy's bedroom, she says, Would you like to have a little bump bump? The line was originally going to be used in screen, Scream, but was changed to Would you like to have a little raw footage?
1: Jared Leto turned down the role of Bobby to be in Requiem for a Dream that also starred Marlon Wayans.
0: Scary Movie was released by Dimension Films, the same company who released Scream.
1: Shannon Elizabeth's name in the film Buffy is a spoof on Sarah Michelle Gellar, who played Helen Shivers, and I Know What You Did Last Summer, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: Damon Wayans was originally going to be the killer, but due to scheduling conflicts, they rewrote it. He was originally going to be the killer, and the idea was going to be because he was mad at his brothers for leaving him out of the movie.
1: (laughs) Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is the only person in the two films referenced in the movie. Scream 2 and I Know What You Did Last Summer.
0: Hardly anything from Aaron Seltzer and James Jason Freeberg's screenplay was used once the Waynes brothers took over. Marlon Waynes claims that he and the other writers never read the original screenplay. Keenan Ivory Wayne says that there was nothing worth keeping to add into their version.
1: David L. Lander played Principal Squigman a nod to his role as Squiggy on the classic television sitcom Laverne and Shirley.
0: And uh also you might not know that the sign in the office says of Shots Beer, which was the beer they used on the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh and also Alicia Milferstone <laughs> I can say it she calls herself that don't call, don't at me. Anyway, Alicia turned down the role of Cindy Campbell.
1: When Anna Faris landed a part in the film, she was working in an ad agency. That was only a week away from moving to her company's London office.
0: Uh, Spoiler, at around the one hour, 18 minute mark, the last scene where Doofy's seen walking properly and uh, that was taken from the usual suspects from 1995 where Kevin Spacey does the same thing.
1: And uh, if you pay close attention throughout most of the movie, there are subtle hints that Doofy is the killer.
0: And now let's get into our interview with Special Officer Doofy himself. David Sheridan
1: Dave Sheridan is an actor, comedian, writer, producer, and musician You all know him as Doofy from Scary Movie Welcome Dave, thank you for being on High on Horror
2: Hey, thank you for having me guys appreciate it
1: uh first first off i want to uh, we want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview man we know you're very busy
2: thank you and i wanted to thank you for taking time to have me because i know you guys are very stoned
1: <laughs> correct you absolutely. are
0: absolutely
1: <laughs> um so uh let's start uh real quick um you're from delaware like us uh did you go to school here when did you you know like did you go to school here
2: i did i i, I went to high school i mean i went you know i grew up there so i went all the way to high school Uh, Glasgow, Glasgow was my high school in Newark. Yeah.
0: And when, and when did you move away from Delaware?
2: I'm yeah. Um, senior year of high school, 80, I'm going to say it was 86, probably 86. I think. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but, but did you still, do you still come back to Delaware often?
2: I try not to. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, my, my sister, my brother, um, and my parents, they, they, they still live down there. They all live in Delaware. So I go back and visit. I haven't been back since November of 2019 was the last time I went back and I went hunting with my dad and my, my son. I brought my son back to go hunting.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you have a go-to wild
2: wide? Whoa. a go to what? Wawa item. Oh Wawa item. Uh not re- you know, I'm gonna be honest, here's the thing. Uh Wawa has changed a lot. You know, you might not think uh, it has, yeah. but it's like bigger and bigger and crazier. And there's like the self-serve, you know, things. My whole thing with Wawa was going in at like 2 a.m. and getting like a bagel, egg, and breakfast sandwich, you know what I mean, or something like that. So if there was a Wawa item, it probably would be like, you know, just that breakfast sandwich. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big like sub sub sandwich person or anything like that, you know, hoagies or whatever they call them there. Um, yeah. But just to let you know, the last time I was in a Wawa was actually in Florida. It was in uh, Winter Haven, Florida, which is outside Orlando. So Wawa's are, you know, they really are spread. I don't think they're on the other side of the Mississippi yet, but they're pretty much spread across the country they're giant and it was a whole like you had to like order it on you know a touch screen you had to order your meal or whatever and then you get a number and you wait and, um so yeah
1: they're definitely expanding that's for there's a new wawa popping up every other fucking day i swear to god <laughs>
2: um you, my question though in delaware though has like sheets gotten there or is sheets, there? No. S-H-E-E-T-S? Nope. that's like a wawa and then it, you know, there's all there's a whole bunch of other ones that are like Wawas, you know. So um Sheets is one in Pennsylvania. Okay. That's like in Gettysburg area, Pittsburgh area. And it reminded me of Wawa, you know. So
1: Well um yeah. did uh speaking let's go into your career now. Um did you always want to be an actor?
2: I did. I didn't I didn't always want to be an actor, but I've always been an actor uh since I was in preschool. So I don't I wouldn't say I want, I don't wish it on anyone. It really sucks actually, (laughs) but it's pretty much the only thing I could do. I'm not, I'm not capable of working or, and I've, I have worked regular jobs and I've been fired from all of them. So yeah.
1: Uh well well uh <laughs> that's funny yeah that's that's kind of like what this podcast me and John do not like working so it's kind I'm like you know with this podcast is you know hopefully you know we're gonna do something with this and you know that's our that's our way to make our own living so hopefully that takes off because so far we're on the right track man and again thank you for being on
2: uh but uh oh yeah if I'm a little sedated because um I'm not normally I'm I'm a little you know um like I just looked at my I, there was a bowl next to the nightstand at this hotel room with a bag of weed and stuff like that and i was a little medicine thing of weed like a little um because i'm traveling but i'm in the lobby see i'm in the i'm in the lobby okay of a of a (laughs) a hotel to for service purposes of getting like uh the signal because my room was not getting a signal so um with that said i'm i'm a little quiet quieter than i normally am oh that's fine we can I hear know. you loud and clear so that that works perfect okay. um so I'm just, I'm just not the crazy dave <laughs> yeah, my nickname my nickname in glasgow was dave the rave who can't behave that was My nickname.
1: <laughs> well so, uh you know, how often do you smoke dude
2: every night before bed yeah i go i, I sleep to okay it. yeah i don't smoke during the day
1: so it helps you yeah. sleep it helps you sleep you do it more of like a help help you that's how yeah. uh yeah i know someone who does that as well it's not morally for the uh to be stoned per se it's more to just kind of help you go to sleep yeah
2: but a lot of people like they always say like oh indica indica is in couch or whatever you know and uh i <laughs> i find that the sativa works better for me for going to bed so i don't know what that's about but um yeah the indica makes me like that's the stuff that makes my brain just spin and spin and spin so it's completely the opposite so
0: and how and how do you like to uh consume uh jays blunts bowls oh um
2: well yeah i have a glass bowl because it was free some guy left i told remember last on the on the ride i remember i thought the guy left the weed in a glass bowl in my back seat so I, I kept his glass bowl and uh yeah that that's basically it i'm not I'm not someone that's going to go out and buy stuff. Um, I don't mind edibles though. You know what I mean? If I'm at, um, convention or something like that, I'll do edibles when people hand me stuff. I do like the edibles that are pre-packaged that are, that'll tell you the percentage versus I get a Mm -hmm. lot of people that give you edibles that they make and you don't, you don't know what the hell is in it. You know what I mean? You don't know, like, Oh, if I eat this whole cookie is, am I going to be up for two days or what? what (laughs) So it's um, a
0: fun surprise.
2: Yeah, I don't like surprises like that though. Not when I'm working. So I'd rather get like a gut the gummy bears or something where you could see the package and it tells you it's twenty-five percent or fifteen percent or fifty, whatever it is, you know. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that is true to know to know what you're getting to ahead of time. Yeah. Uh
2: what what you is you have what, a lot of horror. Hold on, what's the law in Delaware right now? What are the marijuana laws and rules?
0: It's decriminalized. And medical is legal,
2: so you're, you're but doing... the
0: medical's a joke,
2: yeah, I can see what do you mean the medicals a joke <laughs> <laughs> He's smoking they,
0: right uh, th- th- they are usually always out, and uh their prices are not that great,
2: oh, are they more expensive you're saying
0: yeah, they're more they're more expensive yep. okay. And they never have nothing in stock, so
2: <laughs> why wouldn't they have anything in stock? I don't understand that. Can't it's keep been it a fight
0: all along. Uh, even it though it's... Are... Our governor, because of us being so close to D.C., he was afraid to implement it because the feds could still come in, and the current governor doesn't want to legalize it because he says that we need more research.
2: Okay, more research. I don't, I don't know. I, get, I think uh, Delaware seems like a very marijuana... And it would be a good crop for them because they got all that corn, you know, and and stuff like that. So you know, it'd be a fine crop. So,
0: yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree with you.
2: I don't. Most states, I I travel all over. Most states seem to be it's just legal. Most states that I know of. So um it's odd that Delaware is one that's behind compared to, you know, most states. I think well, Pennsylvania. I think it's completely open, right? Completely legal.
0: I'm not sure about Pennsylvania. I know Jersey, uh, it's completely legal now.
2: There you go. All right, well, that's good. Yeah, California is like Slow,
0: Slowly, open. but but surely we're getting there.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, California's uh, you... everywhere. It's people's yards. Yeah, it just, it grows. California
0: little... and Colorado.
2: Right, yeah, yeah. So you had a question about the horror, though? Horror in pot or horror marijuana?
0: Or I was saying, uh, you had a lot of horror on your resume. Uh, were you a horror fan growing up?
2: Okay. That's a great question. Um, I was not, although, uh, you know, my, I'm a huge fan of jaws and I was a huge fan of the shining. Those are two of my favorite movies of all time when I was a kid. And, um, I, I used to really like this movie called Omega man with, uh, Charlton Heston. I, I don't know if that counts as a horror movie. Um, I don't mind zombie movies so much, you know the the classic Dawn of the Dead movies and stuff. Um, but um, I was not your typical horror fan. You know what I mean? I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not a Freddy or a Jason or a Michael Myers. I don't fall into any of those. I don't think I've ever seen one of those movies complete. I think I've seen the first Halloween because I'm a huge Sean Carpenter fan uh, in, oh, yeah. in his science fiction. I mean, I love watching his movies with his commentary and stuff like that. And I met him a couple of times. And um, so um, I've watched the first Michael Myers or the first Halloween. And then I watched the first reboot because my kids wanted to go see that in the movie theater. Um, but um, what happened was I, I did Scary Movie, which was a spoof. It was like, a, you know, the horror spoof. But then out of that, uh, Rob Zombie contacted me and I did The Devil's Rejects. And and after I did the Devil's Rejects, um, there was a it was 2015, it was a 10th year anniversary of the Devil's Rejects. And um they did a cast, you know, it was Sid Haig and Bill Mosley and uh Kane Hodder was our stunt coordinator, and so he was there and Ken Foray and uh just Michael Berriman. I mean, I had no idea when I made uh Devil's Rejects, what a how incredible that cast was because PJ souls. And then uh, we have me and Brian Prussein and uh, um, Lou Temple, Priscilla Barnes, uh, Jeffrey Lewis um, from Salem, Salem's lot. So Rob really put together a, uh, a great cast of like classic, you know, iconic horror actors. And then, Absolutely. And then he's really into comedy. Rob, Rob Zombie loves comedy. And um and that's why he did the Marx Brothers. That's why he did like Jerry Lewis and Three From Hell. And um it's kind of a, a meshing of comedy and horror. Those all the movies we did, even though they're very they're not so much hilarious, but there's some really funny moments. That chicken, the chicken fucking scene in Devil's Rejects is one of the funniest like dialogue banter I've ever heard, you know? So um but it wasn't. Well, I did the reunion, and I think it was called. Uh, it was Blood at the Beach. It was either Days of the Dead Atlanta or Blood at the Beach, which is in Virginia Beach. One of them had a Devils, Devil Rejects reunion, and we did a big photo op with everybody. Um, that's when I discovered the horror conventions, and I and I didn't know that these fans gathered up and how loyal they were. Uh, it opened my my mind to horror movies more as a commodity. Um, and so I said, oh, let me go build my resume. I'm going to start doing horror because I love I, I doing the conventions. They were so much fun. It was great to interact with the fans. In doing so, because, you know, to be frank, I definitely saw it more as like a commodity as a career choice. Oh, let me go. It's kind of like, it's kind of like kid rock he's doing rap rock right and then his career is going and then his career is kind of going downhill and then he's like well no wait i'm a, I'm country music you know what i mean and he mm-hmm. he saw country music as an opening for kid rock you know what i mean he saw that patriot like a
1: rebirth yeah. right
2: because anybody you know any old rocker can go country a country music star can break it at age 50. there's no like There's no boy band breaking it at age 50 you know what i mean there's you know if you want to be a rock and roller that's a young man's you know you got to get in it while you're young um and you you could stay in it like the acdc or uh rolling stones but there's no 80 year old rock rock and rollers just making it now but you could be a willie nelson at 75 and you could be this prolific songwriter out of Kentucky that no one's ever heard of and be the biggest thing in, in country music, you know. Um so there's no age, right. there's no age limit there. And I kind of saw that with horror when I was when I was with Sid and Mosley and Ken Foray and uh, uh even Bruce Campbell or um you know everybody it, it was um I looked around and I was like the youngest guy I was 35 with people that were 60 70 years old and that have been in the business for 40 years and i was like wait a second this is this is this has longevity horror horror doesn't have an age there's always a place you know i i'm i'm graduating from the deputy to the sheriff to the mayor to the old gas station attendant you know what i mean to the crazy old farmer you know eventually you know what i'm saying like there's like there's always the 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 night shift caretaker at the graveyard. What are you kids doing? You know what I mean. I would have got away with it Absolutely. if it wasn't for you. Know, yeah, like you you could go from the meddling kid that's like the final girl to the to the old nope. <laughs> lady. You know what I'm saying? So you can go, uh, right? You know what I'm saying? You could be the the um, yeah. You know you could basically be the final girl. You could go all the way to the, the nutty old lady that runs the hotel. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah, you can just yeah. work your way through. It's like and then you're and then you're an iconic. You're like, oh, it's her. It's you know. So um
1: Yeah, people are just thrilled to see you on screen after a certain point. Like you don't even have to do much. You just gotta stand outside and fucking spit tobacco and people are gonna be like, Holy
2: shit, he was in that movie. Right, right. <laughs> you know and, what that, I mean? and that's yeah, and that's the difference between like comedies. Comedies have an expiration date. If you look, it's like, you know, whether it's Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler or whatever, they they'll make their movies and then they're not anymore. You know what I mean? They're, then there's a younger. So comedy is for the young. And I think mainly because people don't find old people. Fun. Now, that's not exactly true because you have like, there's some standouts like Grumpy Old men or movies like that, you know. But for the most part, it's not like, it, it make, it's tougher to be cast in the mainstream comedy movies and, and, and definitely action movies. You know, at a certain point, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, uh, you know, bruce willis they can't really do the action movies and they are they are doing them they're like direct to video but it's it's not really believable anymore that they're kicking a door down and you know taking a a fist to the face you know the reality is it's like you're on cholesterol medication and heart medication and you're not fighting that long it's not really happening right. you know <laughs> um so but everybody bleeds everybody bleeds right down to the end so uh so in, in short though and once i started doing it as a business as a commodity then I, I i'm a director and a writer and i've written some horror movies and i'm looking to direct you know my first film as a horror horror director so i I've, I've studied it and studied it you know and like while i'm making these films i'm studying it i'm looking at how they make scripts i'm I'm seeing what what's done right and what's done wrong uh, in my own films because i have made a lot of uh, you know a, the other thing is about horror versus any of the other genres is and I think you guys know this is it's acceptable to make a lower budget. You know what I mean? There's a genre for low budget yep. horror, you know what I'm saying? And it's accepted. It's like, and and the the fans understand, oh, they didn't have much of a budget, but they did their best. You know what I mean? And um, because there's certain topics and there's certain stories that the, the big studios aren't going to touch, they're just not going to touch and make a, a big movie out of, you know? So you have to make it a, a low budget, you know, cause that's the, right nobody's going to touch something about a, a rapist child molester guy that's you know deformed with eyeballs hanging out you know so <laughs> who, who, who's taking skin off of people and you know what i'm saying so um so I, I i basically came to really uh then i became a fan a fan of the genre as I, in doing it i i've slowly become more and more of a fan of the genre but in a different way because more of a I'm such a fan of the fans. I'm a fan of the process. I'm a fan of, um, I can't believe how much people love, you know, how it's sort of like a community. It's a great community. So um, the, uh, yeah, the fans are the best, horror fans are the best fans in the business, that, 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 hands down. And so how do you not love that? You know, like I get so much love from the fans that it's turned me into a fan of horror um and finding out what they enjoy and now i understand it more too what what some of them enjoy what works for some of them what doesn't work and and the best thing is this is and that's why shutter you, do you guys know shutter it's that uh it's like a app or a, you know what i'm talking about it's like a
1: yeah 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 the, uh, we're actually kind of like partners with them in a way like they send us screeners for their stuff to like view in advance
2: right i feel like they're they're like it's like that's an example of like a corporate a corporate horror company where they don't they don't understand the full pie of all the different genres that are offered in horror they don't get it like i feel like they're kind of homogenized in a weird way i was i was disappointed by shutter and what their choices were and how they were doing it i just felt like it wasn't uh it wasn't like mtv like when mtv came out with in the early mtv they they had headbangers ball and they had you know pop stuff and they had news and they had uh unique things about music you know what i'm saying concerts and stuff where horror has you know there's there's the traumas you know what i mean and there's like blood and guts and there's sort of like torture porn and there's you know what i'm saying like there's just so many different genres of horror that shutter doesn't really encapsulate it all so i was disappointed that it doesn't speak to all the fans so
1: yeah, I definitely understand what you mean by that. Yeah, it's it is definitely more generalized. Um, but uh, let's go back to the Devil's Rejects for a yeah. second. Uh, you're coming back to the East Coast uh, next weekend for PA Harkon, and you're doing a Devil's Rejects photo op with William Forsythe and Ginger Lynn. Uh, that's correct.
2: That's right. Yeah, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm growing my hair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. and I got the glasses, and I'm gonna have um. I'll be growing this out to shave it. Have a. I'll have a. I'll be in a full Ray Dobson look for it you know what oh, I'm saying? Hell yeah i, I, oh, hell I i'm yeah. doing that i can't speak i don't know if william's gonna do anything like wear a hat based, uh you know cowboy hat probably not uh but i'm i'll be i'll be there i'm gonna be doofy on sunday for a photo op and i'll be yeah, yeah. asking about that for devil's devil's reject and then i'm also doing um a victor crowley with um who's gonna be there it's me uh Felissa, Lisa Rose, and um, Tiffany, Tiffany Shepess, from Victor Crowley. Oh, well, I somewhere. didn't know
1: about that. I didn't know you were doing that type of a photo op. I, I didn't. I missed the news on that one. That's fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, I'll be Dylan. I just got. Um, yeah, I because I get to keep my stuff. So in that, I kept like the vest with the name tag and the ascot and denim shirt. And so I have to figure out like I might have to get a wig for that because this hair I can do duty and i could do ray dobson but it's probably too long for dylan because dylan was a a little shorter it was kind of game right. show hosting i it, you saw the film right victor crowley
1: this is general dylan mcmaster we crashed in honey island swamp and we need help this is a consulate ship on a diplomatic mission
2: <laughs> yeah we've seen it man <laughs> you've seen it that's right um i do think i, I have i was just coming up with a. I, not a jump scare, but kind of like a, a misdirect in that scene. Remember how Victor Crowley came in and I, I locked the door, and he was like digging around the ship.
1: Yeah,
2: it would have been yep. great if like something happened, like something dropped or it made a noise, right? Like my seat broke or whatever, and he hears something in there, and he punches through, and you see him grab a head and then cut the head off, but. The reveal would, and you think that Dylan's dead, but the reveal would have been that it was the pilot. There's one of those dead bi- pilots that I was kind of like hiding, and let him take <laughs> that head. And so everyone's like, "Oh, Dylan's dead," and then it would have mm-hmm. just been like me, like taking the the other, the pilot off of me, you know, as a reveal later on, and being like, "See, you give good head," or something like that. You know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Because <laughs> that would have been like a kind of like a oh fuck Dylan, he finally got it because. When he pitched me Dylan, when Adam Green pitched me Dylan, he wrote the character for me, but when he pitched it, it was like, you're going to be that jackass that the audience is like, this guy's dead. As soon as you meet him, ah, oh, he's dead. And like, I'm at the shoreline yelling, like, we're over here, we're over here. You know what I mean? I'm drawing Victor Crowley to us. It's like, so, um, but that, and that's the funny reveal of the movie. like, I'm a guy that's like not likable. And then I slowly become likable and I sort of, Sacrifice myself at the end, you know, so it's a really good character. I had a fun time doing that one Um I loved working with Adam. He He's one of the funnest directors to work with. He lets you do, you know, he's very Confident in his own work. So he wants the actors And in Keenan Ivory Waynes, when I do all those Wayne movies, he was the same way. It was like He, he you get hired to do your thing And so the worst thing a director can do is stop the actor from doing what they're getting paid to do, which is what the director hired them to do is bring, bring their drawer, bring their drawer of tools. You know what I mean? And have them do what they want to do. So um, Adam was a a ball and we shot that thing at night. It was cold. You know, we were really in like a lake with the the plane was sinking, so we're all wet and cold. So I had a ball doing it, but Adam has so much energy. And he's he's like a kid in a candy shop. You know, he's he's never like not bored with watching the takes, with changing the tapes, with so he keeps the energy going, especially on night shoots like that. So yeah. You know. And uh, so f- that hold on well, really I'm quick. Sorry. PA so yeah, the PA Horror Con. I don't think it, it's not next weekend. It's it's in well, oh I see this is gonna air. Yep. Oh, man, cut this part out. <laughs> this this needs this needs to be cut out. On Saturday morning, by the editor. Hold on, hey, what's your editor's name? What's your editor's name? Josh. Oh, all yeah. right, morning, Josh. How you know, man. Good, you got. Did you get this thing all right? All right. Yeah, Ooh, I love Saturday mornings. Okay, cut this out. Okay, this is just for you and me, Josh. Just, just sit back and enjoy. Sit back and enjoy, Josh. Uh, yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> have a fun one, Josh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Going back to Victor Crowley, uh, that yeah. turbine scene, how, how was it shooting that?
2: Like actually tackling him in, you mean? Like yeah, dude, were,
0: were you doing the stunt yourself?
2: Okay, that, yeah. What's interesting about that is I did not do that stunt. Um, normally I would, and Kane and I have done stunts together, but in this particular case, because of the stunt itself, which was um, the, the engine and the, you know, the, uh, mm. the, the way it was with, you know, imagine like the circular, the metal thing, if his back would have hit the actual metal thing instead of going in, he could have got really hurt. Um, and he's blind. When he's Victor Crowley, he's wearing the eye things and he's got all that prosthetics on. It's really hard to move. His visual's not very good. So with, with that said, he did use a stunt, uh, a stunt actor that he's used to working with that they practiced the stunt so the actual run and then the tackle that went into the airplane was um uh, that was somebody else i didn't do that normally i would but the times where i don't do my own stunts is usually when it involves another actor and that's so that that's to mitigate the risk of the other actor getting hurt or one actor hurting another actor um so in this case kane since he didn't know what's behind him and he's got to get tackled and he's got to be tackled up. You know what I mean? The guy had to tackle him and push him up. And Kane's also a a pretty big guy. You know what I mean? He's, 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 you know, he's not, I don't know if I could have even lifted him, you know? So we had to have a a stunt guy that was strong enough to push him up and stuff like that. So I wish I would have, I wish I would have done the stunt, but I didn't. Yeah.
0: How, How was it working with Kane?
2: I've worked with him so many times um, and we're friends on the circuit. We're friends. Um, he just called not too long ago and uh, I'm going to see him uh, next week. I'm, I'm shooting with him next week in New York. I'm shooting with him next week. So I'm going to see him next week on a movie called Z Dead End. And um, yeah, Kane, Kane's great. He loves to play jokes. He's He likes to be a jokester. And in that particular thing, um, you know, Victor Crowley's outside the plane, remember? And we're all inside the plane, and there's water coming in from this thing that we're flooded. Well, in one of the takes, we're inside the plane, and they're like an action. And he was like, hold on, hold on. And he had to go to the bathroom. And I think he almost made himself go to the bathroom, but he pissed in the water downstream. So he's literally pissing on all of us all, all the and we're stuck <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're stuck and we're rolling and i felt bad the worst i felt bad for tiffany because she's in the water with like her mouth is you know and kane <laughs> kane is just pissing and uh and you have to understand piss is that, sterile piss is sterile <laughs> And it's not just kane pissing it's victor crowley pissing you know what i mean it's victor crowley pissing so that's right. kind of funny yeah he had like a big victor crowley cock was all deformed was just, at least i thought it was maybe it was just kane's thing i mean i did find it weird that they would make this weird deformed looking cock that's not going to be seen so maybe that was just kane's penis oh you have to ask him when he's on you know.
1: yeah 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 I'll, I'll, we'll make sure that we do that yeah, yeah, yeah. um do that in person uh so yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> um so uh a scary movie came out 20 years uh, 20 years ago dude yep, uh you know that that's crazy um so listen i gotta ask you you know like back then the world had a sense of humor and your character doofy was exaggerated that's what made him so funny and outrageous you know uh i gotta ask you know more of a journalistic question here did you ever catch any flack for playing an intellectually challenged guy or was because i mean it's you seem pretty well received from everyone so i'm wondering if there was any backlash to that
2: well i'll answer two questions on that one is let me start by the origins of uh, doofy his original name was chip and i actually shot two short films right there in newark delaware and it was on uh, chestnut hill road there was a chevron where there's also like a gary queen i guess there's a shop right the shop right used to be there i don't know what's there but uh uh you know uh it's by a neighbor called Scott Field on uh chestnut Hill road um i'm not great at the roads names but i i remember being in a goodwill and finding like these um chevron uh gas attendant you know like uh uniform and so i thought it'd be funny to play i already had this character named chip which was an uh, amalgamation of two guys i knew growing up i grew up in rob scott manor in newark delaware and, and Scottfield was like the next um neighborhood over um and basically there was a kid named Adam over in Scottfield. And in my neighborhood, there was a guy named Bruce who worked at the, uh, he worked at the Blue Hen Diner over there on 896, which isn't there anymore either. But it was, it's, I think there's a friendlies, maybe there's a friendlies there. And um, it's across the, across the street. There was like, what was called the Blue Hen Diner. And I don't know what it's called now. And um, he worked there, but Bruce and Adam, I combined those two characters those two guys they were friends of mine in my neighborhood and i and created chip who uh because they both had learning disabilities um but they weren't born that way they both had chemical uh reactions to like a medication that the doctors gave him like because bruce was like bit by a dog when he was like two years old and they gave him some medication or something and just messed his head up and um the funny thing about those two guys is because it was like it was due to the fact that like a doctor prescribed them some medication that they had a reaction to, um, they, 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 they were worth a lot of money because they won like a malpractice lawsuits. So they were, they were, you got to imagine these doofy kind of characters, right. That were actually millionaires who had, you know, but their, but their parents controlled the money. You know what I mean? Like it was like, they were, they just had an allowance, but they still always had like the nicest shoes and, whatever you know when a walkman came out they had a walkman you know members only jacket they had the members only jacket so cuz they were kind of loaded um but um so i shot that film we just went and shot like i in the early 90s right after i graduated um glasgow i would just go and shoot with a video camera out in public i would just play characters and shoot them out in public all around newark and um, one of them was this chip character at the um, Chevron. And the idea was that I was working there. So we just had cameras. The cameras weren't hidden. People just didn't pay attention to them, you know, because my camera guy would stand back a little bit and I would wear a microphone uh, so that it would be on the camera still. And I would just go up and go, hey, you know, hey, I was like, dude, like, you know, like, hey, check your tire pressure. Oh, okay, thank you. You know, like, wash your windows. And I would just have a muddy bucket. It was just mud water with a squeegee. And I was making their windows more dirtier. You know, and they'd be like, oh, but they thought it was like the boss's son or something. Like, oh, isn't that nice? They're, they're letting this kid work here, quote unquote work. And then I was like, okay, pop your hood. I'd be like, pop your hood, get, check your engine. They'd be like, no, 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 it's okay, it's my job. And I'd open the hood and they'd be like, no, no, no. And they'd be like trying to shut the hood again. Like, you're not touching my engine. You know, I'm like, no, no, it's good. I guess, you know. <laughs> and so um, it was so funny to see how quickly it would turn from them being like, oh, that's so sweet. They're like, what are you doing? No, get me from my car. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but so the weigh-ins uh, in Miramax they saw those short films with Chip and then they hired me to play Doofy and so your the second part of that question was have you gotten any flack over it over the 20 years And I really haven't yeah. because people love Doofy, he's played so earnestly, I do play him very earnest and um, I play him, I have a lot of heart for Doofy, aka Chip because he really is Bruce and Adam you know and I love those guys they were great guys and uh, so I, I play it I try to play it as you know he's funny but there's something sort of grounded and real about Doofy in a weird way and a sort of earnest like pure of heart he's like a pure of heart mm-hmm. character uh, he just means well and he just wants to help so um, I'm actually amazed he stayed around because he, he became a meme you know what I mean he became like there's a meme mm-hmm. of him like saluting and you see all sorts of stuff and even during the elections he was a meme for one side or the other side and um you know this is my boss on monday or whatever you know what i mean showing up on work mm-hmm. on monday you got and uh so he's kind of like uh you you guys are aware of the memes right You've seen oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. and that's really what i was shocked at that it's transcended that doofy is still 20 years later that's an iconic character to even be in the zeitgeist of you know, the society after 20 years. He's like a pop uh, culture icon. Exactly. He's sort of like the millennial uh, Alfred E. Newman. He's like the Alfred e. Newman for the millennial. And that's the way I look at him because he kind of symbolizes like everything sort of like um, humorously stupid about our society, if that makes any sense. Um, self-referential. Absolutely. So he's uh, he is the idiocracy all wrapped up into one um so gotcha yeah so i haven't caught much flag there's been a few people that have said it's it's off color you know or it's not you know um pc or whatever but but there hasn't been any in, insane attempt to cancel it out and but if it came to that you know um you got to go with where society goes you know that's the thing if if, if there was enough wave to say that's it's over stop doing that Maybe I might I might even be relieved, you know. Because what's kind of funny is, I know my mom is like, "Oh, great! This guy makes you know, you know, I do this." And at those conventions, every uh, you know, they go, "Can you do the doofy face? Can you do the doofy face?" So I'm like, "Yeah." And then I, I come home and my kids broke something recently. They broke something that cost four hundred dollars, and I go, "Do you know how many doofy faces that is?" So now everything everything in my house is like worth so many doofy faces, you know, like that's 40 doofy faces. Oh, those braces, that's 20 doofy faces, you know, like, uh, so, Oh, you need a new baseball bat. That's 60 doofy faces, you know? So he's, he's its own. Now I, I, I view the doofy faces as like its own commodity, you know, like the measurement of money. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, uh, no, I think that Doofy is here to stay. Like, I like we said, he's a pop culture icon, and he's in everybody's hearts who sees that movie. He stole the show. You stole the show. You know that that uh, that role is just so memorable, man. Like, it's it's just crazy. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, my favorite line in the film is when the cops make you smell their make Doofy smell their fingers because they got the third base with, with, with base with that prostitute, right. and then in return, you make them smell your fingers, and the cops like smacking your hand away. He goes like, "Yo, what the fuck is that?" and yeah. you go my, my ass, ass. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite line of the whole movie dude really so uh, what what's what was your favorite line uh playing doofy
2: um yeah pro- uh, probably that or, or gail swallows maybe gail swallows <laughs> only because uh um both of those were sort of made up uh the the my ass one was that came from bruce because my friend bruce would always come up he's a big philadelphia phillies fan and he'd be like hey hey, where's the camera? would be like, hey, and he would stick it all the way up in your face. Give me five, hey, and you'd go like this. You'd go, hey, give me five. Uh, and we'd be like, dude, like, like, cause his hands smelled like ass. We're like, what the? but you would slap it away, and he thought you still gave him five. He's like, yeah. How about them Phillies? He'd be like, how about them Phillies? How about them Phillies? Even if they were in last place, he'd be like, hey, give me five. How about them Phillies? So, uh, that's kind of where I got that whole like my ass from. That we kind of made that up on the spot, and then because um, I actually did that to Keenan when I came in for the interview, I came as full doofy or full chip. And I stuck my hand in his face, you know, and I did rub it in my crotch, and it stunk, you know. <laughs> and even, even in that scene, I, I, I was making sure I was, you know, getting a little like in between the crack to give a look, to give Terry a little bit. Um, I do think the, the, but the Gale Swallows was Keenan had me say like ten things to try to crack up Sherry O'Terry, you know, which one would really catch her off guard, and that was the one she reacted to. So that's why he kept it in, because he got the reaction. Um, But the scene with Principal Squigman, where I pooped my pants, um, (laughs) because I was really, if you watch that scene, I'm like sweating, turning red, because I really try to like shart my pants, you know what I mean? And I got a little (laughs) bit out. I got a little bit out, but it wasn't enough. It was like, I was really wanted to let it all flow, because I wanted to have that... You know, I just wanted that iconic story of like Dave Sheridan really crapped his pants in that scene, you know. So which I did, but it was just a little bit. But uh I like when uh they were like go get it, you know, like did you just say I go poopy? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. So yeah.
0: <laughs> that is real method acting.
2: Yep. Yeah, that was also uh taken from Chip, which is taken from Bruce, was Chip's line of you working. He you working, you working? He always asks if everyone's working. Because he, whatever they're doing, even if they're not, no, I'm not working. Okay, good. You know, so yeah. Uh,
0: a good friend of ours, Kenny, he had a question. <clears throat> he wants to know what vacuum does Doofy think is best for cleaning his room.
2: Mm. I'm. I heard the um. Right now, it's the Hoover's. I guess the the classic Hoovers. <laughs> you know, you, the rotary engine ones. I guess the vacuum. uh, there should be a there should be a, a Doofy vacuum database review thing. Maybe I should review vacuums. That would be good. I'll tell you what. It's not. It's not a Dyson. It's not one of these new Dyson ones. You know that where the I think your penis would be chopped up in it or something like that. <laughs> the cyclone cyclone oh. dynamic. You know
0: that just sounds like a bad time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dyson sounds like it just sounds like Tyson chicken. I don't know. Tyson Dyson. It sounds like you're getting dice. You know, it's like diced up. I just get this like Dyson, you know, you're Dyson, you know, you're Dyson meat. You're, you know, so when I think of Dyson, it's like, I'm not sticking my penis in there and get it diced up, you know? So, um, yeah.
0: (laughs) So, uh, the Wayne's brothers, those are definitely comedy heavyweights.
2: How was it getting to work with them? Oh, I love, I love, I've done like eight films with them. We, I'm, might be doing something with them in about a month. Yeah, it's and it's another um, it's another horror based comedy. It's a Halloween. It's it's based on Halloween. I, that's all I can say. I can't give it away. But uh, um, I'm talking to them right now. I just did a convention with uh, John Abrams, who's uh, John Abrams. I don't know if it's Abraham's or Abrams, but uh, I think it's Abrams. You have a John played Bobby in in. Scary movie. And so um we might him and I might be teaming up to play a couple of characters in, in this up and coming Wayne's movie that they're doing. Yeah. So, oh, that's
0: awesome to hear.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh so, also way, so, uh, you so, worked
2: some of the stuff I'm I've been sorry. saying. You no, know, some of the stuff I've been saying, like you, if you saw the faces of these people, they keep looking like oh <laughs> like like could you see? Uh oh. Were you guys able to see? oh no Huh? Nah, no. Oh, I don't know. No. How do I? That's new. It's got a new. Uh... <laughs> yeah. But um, there's people in the lobby here, they, and every time I say something, they're like, "It's like one of these, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> talking about like, no, yeah, I don't know, sticking my penis in a vacuum." They're like. they're looking up from like their iPads you know like (laughs) it's it's funny hey how are you good anyway
0: Uh, you also worked with uh, on Joe Bob's
2: Haunted Drive-In
0: as Dr. Zomberger Uh, how was that getting to work with John Bloom
2: oh man he he's awesome. I loved, I, um, I've met him a couple times at signings and stuff, as you know, cause I, I do a lot of stuff with Felissa. We're producing partners and she's on that show regularly. So she really brought me in on that, which I was totally stoked. Cause that was like, that's one of those ones that I never thought I would be a part of, you know what I mean? I go, wow. You know, um, being a part of a Joe Bob thing. That's again, like I kind of keep falling into these cultural you know what I mean? Like, okay, cultural bucket list. Yeah. So that, I mean, i got a pretty good career when it comes to that kind of stuff. And uh, that was a lot of fun because it was live too. Like we went and we went and had that at drive-ins. So the people watching us on the screen were there. And then there was things going on in the actual parking lot, zombies and stuff like that. I had them honk the horns and the headlights and it was really happening because we got to go to the actual drive-ins and watch the interaction. So that's a lot of fun. That was kind of like a, like a Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of interaction kind of stuff. And um, uh, he he he's really great to work with. He's a good writer, man. He writes all that stuff. He writes the show. He's a very prolific writer. So you're not supposed to say his real name.
0: <laughs> well, I guess I'm in trouble now with Joe Bob. Yeah,
2: you're lucky you're not on camera. <laughs> you're lucky you're not on camera. And I think you're supposed to be right there. And my thing, it's got a, a little white I should take a screen grab and There you go. I just took a screen grab. I know who you are. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> That's right. is it, you know, uh, isn't that funny? Cause like, well, hold on really quick. It was a scary movie. We did Scream meets. I know what you did last summer and scream is at like, you know, five. I think they're working on their fifth stream right now, or it's about to come out. Um, and there was like six scary movies. So like, there's like, like 11 of those films, but there's only been like two. I know what you did last summer, you know, and it wasn't that bad. I didn't mind. I didn't mind that one, but I guess it wasn't, maybe it was, it just wasn't good enough to catch on. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah. They, they ended up making a third. I know what you did last summer.
2: They did, but was, it, I know you did. I think, two, was I think it went what,
0: straight to video.
2: Um, uh, I I sort of know what you did two summers ago can't really remember anymore <laughs> it's been a while can you remind me I know what you're going to do next summer hey what are you doing next summer <laughs> I did I knew you know how there was um, I spit on your grave remember that, that I wanted to do a mm-hmm. yeah. i I wanted to do a, a, a spooky, uh prequel called "I a Shit on Your Casket you know what I mean like it's, be, it's before they get buried
0: <laughs> oh <laughs>
2: it's a prequel yeah it's a prequel (laughs) called i shit on your casket
0: and uh you you had some movies coming up and some other projects uh what, what, what do you have going on
2: um man all i can tell people is go check out my imdb because uh there's stuff listed on there we shoot so many things now i i don't know what's out what's not out when it came out you know um I, what i could only thing i could tell you is that i'm i'm having a ball shooting stuff um i think one of the next ones coming out is called bloody summer camp that's really good there's some good stuff in that for a low budget movie it came out I, I enjoyed it i went to the premiere and saw it and it's great and um oh and there's another one called massacre academy that you can see the trailer online for probably both of those massacre academy is uh i have a really good turn in that one as well what i the 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 thing for me that I'm enjoying the most is even though these are low budget horror movies, I'm like put in a position to be able to create characters and do sort of like do some performances that I normally have not been tested or cast, you know, in roles of this nature, you know, playing some of the darker roles, playing some bad guys. It's been a lot of fun. There's one called um, Cold-Blooded Killers. It's okay. It's not the best movie in the world, but I I really enjoyed playing my character of the main bad guy. You know what I mean? And I, I think my performance is, is pretty good in it. So I have a good time. Um, so I hope you, everyone goes and checks out some of the newer stuff I'm doing and just, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes don't, but don't be so judgmental. I see a lot of horror reviews and people are so like judgmental and they should be supportive of the fact that independent horror People are out there, you know, I mean, I'm shooting in Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maine. You know, we did a movie called Time's Up in Maine. I, I, there's, nobody else is making movies in Maine. So there's a filmmakers in Maine making movies. There's filmmakers in Ohio making movies. I made a movie in Kansas City. You know, who who's making movies in Kansas City? Except for local Kansas City filmmakers, you know? So um, I hope people can get behind just independent filmmakers and understand they're not going to be the greatest films ever made, but they should support the community. Uh, And that's what I came to come to love is, is the horror community and how there are, it's the only place that there's young up and coming filmmakers in every state making movies. You know, there's not a lot of young community, comedian, comedic filmmakers making, a, uh, making films in Portland, Oregon, or, uh, you know, Idaho, but they're making horror movies in every state, every state. And so you don't want to cannibalize your own, you know, it's like, you, you should be supportive of the fact that they are horror fans making horror movies, um, the best they can. And, um, they're making it for themselves and they're making it for the other fans to enjoy. They might not have the greatest budget, you know they might not have the best effects but they're trying and they're learning these are all works in progress you know what i'm saying some of these some of these filmmakers um you know might be the next sam raimi or somebody like that you know peter jackson i don't know that's and and in for every five or six that i shoot there's always one director i'm like whoa this guy he's i gotta keep an eye on him you know and that was one this mark Cantu, who uh, for Massacre Academy, I thought he was a really—I could tell he's gonna be doing some. He's gonna be getting better and better. So check that one out, Massacre Academy. It's really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll have to check that out. And yeah, I think people uh, are sometimes in the horror community way, way too critical on movies. So I I will agree with you on that.
2: Yeah, I think they get insulated. They get self insulated, and they want everything to be, you know, well, especially if they're already doing reviews. Then they become like well i need to prove my my reviewership you know what i mean i need to prove my own mm-hmm. critique of who i am you know like how well i'm informed of everything and stuff like that so um just remind just remember everybody's every critic there's a everyone's a critic you know what i mean and everyone opinions are like assholes everyone has one right mm-hmm. so we got three right here <laughs> Maybe four. Maybe one of us might have two assholes. I don't know. I Not guess me. we'll
0: leave that up to the viewers to
2: decide. Yeah, hold on. I got to wipe my ass. There you go.
0: And uh, where where can people follow you on social media?
2: Yeah, the bet, the only one I, and that is active uh, is Instagram right now. I think there's something on TikTok that somebody started. Uh I do, I don't personally understand any of that social media, so I don't really do it. Um, uh, but I have people that do it for me. I'll just let you guys know. Um, so if you if you send a message to any of these, it's not. But you you guys connect contacted me right? Yep, we got you through email. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, also I think on Instagram, I put my email and phone number on the Instagram because I don't run that Instagram. So I was kind of tired of people sending DMs to the guy that runs it. And then he was, it was bothering, you know, I, I'm already tasking him enough with posting stuff and sending stuff. I didn't want him to be my secretary. That's sending forwarding, forwarding messages. You know what I mean? Right. So
1: yeah, that makes sense. I just
2: put the contact info. Cause I never pick my phone up. You can call it all you want. And, um, and you don't have to pick up the email either. You know, it's like the email, you know, yes or no, you know, uh when you guys said you're from delaware that was exciting you know what i'm saying so um yeah i'm not a hard guy to get a hold of but instagram is where you can go uh there's a little circle story thing on that instagram where it says tour dates and you can click on that and it's got all i post all the tour dates there so people can see what uh you know where they can see me at you know what i mean so this pa harcon's on there new jersey HorrorCon in november um there's some other ones coming up. I, you know, I think I'm going to be in Gettysburg on new year's Eve called new year's evil. I'll be in Miami on labor day called Labor day weekend. So, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place. So you just got to check that thing for the tour dates. I don't, I don't put them on like the new year's evil one is not on there yet. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I wait, it's more like what's coming up in the next month for people to see. So.
0: Uh, we definitely appreciate you coming on and, uh, and we enjoyed talking to you yeah thank you
2: oh man yeah i appreciate you guys and uh thank you let me know please uh send me a link when this is up and i can have you know have it posted on the instagrams and stuff like that
1: 100 percent. um yeah uh it was uh it was great talking to you man thank you so much for taking the time like i said earlier
2: yeah let's uh, let me come on again when i'm not like in a public setting and i can uh it could be a little louder and funner i guess i don't know you know yeah. i definitely well, i knew we wanted to get on because i know you guys wanted to try to get me some you know get a little bit of this on before the pa horror con so people can come up and and if come on up uh say hi if you've seen me on this thing let me know you know um I'll you a, i got a present i got a little surprise for everyone that comes and says that they saw me on higher on horror uh if they come up to the pa horror con i got a special little gift so uh, but not you guys. <laughs> no, I don't want you to show. I don't even know. who. Wh- wh- what is the other guy's name that I don't see? What's his name? John. John. Okay. I, I don't know what he looks like. So you're, you're going to have to send me a photo. All right, Drew. Okay. I'm going to need a photo of this guy because I'm going to have to put that up at the gate and say, you know, he's, you know, I've got a restraining order against him. Because <laughs> um, he said John Bloom. You can't, you know. <laughs> um no you got hopefully uh, maybe you guys will come up i don't know if you'll have a chance to come up there you know
1: we're we're we're, we're trying uh my wife has uh, her best friend's wedding is that weekend so and we have two kids so it's really a matter of like how can I juggle that and get away? I can't leave her with the kids. If I take the mm-hmm. kids to this con by myself, am I going to be able to handle two little kids running around and handling all my stuff? I want it autographed. So we're trying to work it out. How old, uh, how old are they? My youngest just turned one year old today. And uh, yeah, today was his oh, birthday. Yeah. And uh, my oldest is turning four next month.
2: Yeah. That's it. They both fit in the trunk of a car. Just, just put them in the trunk. <laughs> put, some play- put, an I- put an iPad on, you know, you got a couple hours, an iPad in the trunk, they'll watch TV. You're good. You're good. That's that's parenting. That's called parenting. Okay, that's p- totally proper. Totally proper. If you approve, yeah, if you, know, you couple, approve, I'll do it. <laughs> I, no, you know, like I am I work for the um, you know, Parents Association of America. And this is this is a lot of a uh, new type of parenting that we're doing. Is if they're if they're if they can stand up in the trunk, you know, if it's a hatchback, you can put them in a hatchback up until four years old. But you're talking like what'd you say three how old three and one one and th- one and four one and four they should both be able to what what, what kind of, car do, have?
1: What we kind have of a, car do you have we have a uh, suv it's a honda i'm not good oh, with cars yeah. i don't but, even know what the hell model type it is we've had it for like two years but i, I couldn't even tell yeah. you i know it's a honda
2: <laughs> honda yeah suv no problem get some cardboard though so you can cover up the windows. And- just put them in there and lock it and uh, put the heat on high and, uh, you know, don't give them any water because um, you don't you don't want them to piss in there or anything like that. It and, builds character. You know, they're better. Yeah, they're better. They're better dehydrated back in. Make sure you back the car in so that they're towards the back of the parking spot uh, and keep the iPad down low, like in terms of the vo- volume and you're good to go for a couple hours, man. That's I'm surprised you don't, don't even know this, man. That's typical Delaware parenting, <laughs> you know, i'm not Not even gonna deny
1: i'm not even gonna deny deny that that's delaware parenting
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no yeah maybe i can see up there i understand if you have kids and stuff so yeah
1: yeah well if we can if we can make it up there we'll definitely reach out ahead of time and email you or i'll text you and let you know
2: cool all right right, man all right well thank you for being on again man we appreciate it take care yep cool thank you i look forward to meeting you guys bye later Thanks to all
0: the horror hounds and smokers out there. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again to Dave Sheridan for joining us today. Dave's a hilarious guy, and it was awesome getting to talk to a fellow Delawarean. Also, solid parenting advice as well. And also, as a reminder, if you go up to Dave Sheridan's table at PA HorrorCon and mention you heard him here on High on Horror, he'll have a free gift for you. Now, tune in next week when we speak with Leprechaun Return star, Lyndon Porco. Follow us online on Facebook and Instagram at Har 420 and Twitter at high underscore horror. You can also reach us via email at Har 420 at gmail.com. That'll about wrap her up. Catch you later. Bye, guys.